This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is sponsored by Try Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's motivation is to stop stretching your hamstrings. It's not really that. It's really about addressing the hamstring myth, which is that people so many people feel like they need to stretch their hamstrings. And I've addressed this a lot. And it's it's really common that your hamstrings will feel tight. And then you will struggle with this feeling of tightness and assume that you need to stretch your hamstrings out. I can't tell you the number of people over the 26, 27 years I've been teaching yoga and been a physical therapist who have this in their head that you know they have to stretch their hamstring. The issue with that feeling and that kind of labeling is that the people who struggle with this often are then further misled to believe that they need to fix their hamstrings by stretching them. And so they go about and stretch them and nothing happens. You know, they'll do a like a stretch, like a, you know, a bent over forward fold or They'll do like that herky type stretch before they go running where you're lying on the ground with one knee bent and one leg straight and kind of fold over it. I've seen this over the years. I see it when I've taken my kids to a sports events and they're all stretching and it just continues to propagate and continue this idea that your hamstrings are kind of the problem that you need to fix. And what I want to relay to you is the hamstrings are not the problem in the sense that you need to stretch them, but you in fact probably need to strengthen them and to balance out the rest of the body. So the hamstrings, if you're not exactly sure where they are, they're on the back of your leg, the back of your thigh, and they run from the back of your knee 
on either the medial or lateral side, that's the inside or outside, to attach to the same area, which is your sit bone, your ischial tuberosity. And so because they attach both to the pelvis and the knee, they're considered a two-joint muscle, meaning they are going to influence both of the joints. And that's part of the issue is when you have a two-joint muscle and it feels shortened or tight, you assume that it's the muscle versus maybe the alignment of the the two structures it attaches to, maybe the movement of those, maybe the mobility of those. But you aren't going to have a tight muscle unless you literally have something like a contracture. So a contracture would be if you put your leg in a cast and your knee was bent and you had that cast on for a period of time, and then you take the cast off, your muscle will might have formed what's called a contracture, which is like literally a tight muscle. Otherwise, you don't need to physically change your perceived tight muscle. And static stretching might be the worst thing that you could do to really change the feeling, the sensation that you're, regardless of whether you the hamstrings are really shortened or not. So first of all, muscles are not necessarily, they're, they're not shortened. They, they don't change their shape unless I was telling, like I mentioned, you're in a cast or something. There's surrounding fascia, which is the connective tissue that's very web-like and it surrounds all the muscles, it surrounds organs, it connects different muscles to each other, it connects muscles to bone, surrounding the tendons, it surrounds ligaments, it's everywhere. So the feeling or the perception of tightness is actually some restriction of that fascial fluidity. That can be that should definitely be addressed and stretching dynamic stretching can really help it because it's pulling on the joints, it's pulling on the bones and it's pulling that fascia. But we need to really investigate and 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 just change the way our perception has been carried on throughout time and continues to be carried on by athletic trainers and coaches and physical therapists too, that you have to change, you have to, you know, release your hamstrings because they're not tight. They feel tight. So that's the difference. So a feeling is not the same as an actual, the actual structural tightness. So what happens like when you are doing yoga or even like you're a runner and you reach over and a lot of people say, oh, I can't touch my toes and you feel that tight hamstrings. What is going on with that? Well, first of all, many things, many joints are involved in that, right? You're you're flexing at your hips. Your knee is staying in somewhat of an extension. Your pelvis is hopefully staying neutral and just kind of moving over the ball of the femur as opposed to moving back in space, which would really pull on the hamstrings. So you first have to think of the mechanics. When you move in your hip joint well and you go to reach your fingers towards the floor, you might feel some tightness, some perceived tightness. What you also can interpret that as is that as your body's kind of cry out for give me some more stability because you're taking this the muscle in the surrounding fascial tissue, and you're pulling it to a bigger range. And in that range, you probably need more strength than you do stretch. So the tightness that you are perceiving 
is not a tightness, like in the sense that I got to iron this out or work it out. It's that they feel tight. So the hamstrings also, being on the back of the leg, they are meant to produce movement and power. They're not there to stabilize your hips. So you need more hip strength. Your hamstrings, when your hips are not strong, are also trying to stabilize your hips and that they're not built for that. They're literally on the back of the leg. They don't have any diagonal movement that would attach to the side of the pelvis to help that hip out. So when you are not stabilizing well in the hip and when you're not mobilizing well in the hip, your hamstrings will try and kick in in an effort to stabilize. But they're not made to stabilize. They don't have they don't have the kind of the bandwidth to do that. So when they're trying over and over again to stabilize your hips, they get tired of doing that. And that's they, they're sending a message that you're perceiving is tight. Translate that tightness to, oh, wait, I actually need to stabilize more. I need to strengthen my hamstrings. I need to strengthen my hips. Because that that stretch, that that feeling that you want to stretch it out is exactly what you most people don't need to do. They need to strengthen. And they need to strengthen the entire posterior chain, it's called. The glutes, the hamstrings, the calves, that entire posterior chain is what's moving you through space and then producing power in the form of, like if you're going on a hike, if you're going upstairs, if you're running. So first, improve mobility in your hip. When you improve the mobility, a lot of that kind of feeling of restriction will subside. And then once you've done good mobilization of the hip, which is not the pelvis, remember, the pelvis is the structure that is the skeletal structure that forms the hip. It's part of the hip joint. But the femur coming into the acetabulum of the pelvis forms the joint, which is where two bones meet. The joint is what we need to mobilize. The pelvis is a bowl that needs to be stable while you're mobilizing the hip. And so a lot of people are moving their pelvis. And remember, the hamstrings attach to the pelvis. So they're overly moving their pelvis. Poor hamstrings are trying their best to help that stability in the center of the body. And they can't do it well. So what do they need to do? They need to mobilize the hips and strengthen the hips. So does that mean you shouldn't stretch your hamstring? No, stretching is is good, but you need to stretch it in a variety of ways and you don't need to stretch just for the sake of trying to uh, give you the feeling that you're getting more range. So what we stretching is actually impacting your nervous system more than your actual tissues. So what stretching does is when you improve mobility in a joint, stretching is stretching the tissues around that joint. And then what that does over time is it it empowers your nervous system to not have as big of a response, a, a, a great sensitivity to the stretch. So you will decrease that sensitivity so you won't feel that tightness as much. And over time, maybe not at all, because you've changed the nervous system. So that those are the things to really take home with a hamstring myth. We're not trying to lengthen the hamstring. The hamstring's already long. We're not trying to stretch it to get rid of this perceived tightness. We're actually trying to better balance all of the muscles around the pelvis, around the knee, and then fortify our posture so that we have 
that neutral pelvis, neutral spine, and we're mobilizing well in the hip. And then when we mobilize well in the hip and we strengthen the hip through that, those different ranges of motion in the hip, we're going to send a signal to the brain, hey, you don't have to think, you know, you don't have to perceive, you don't have to have this high sensitivity to stretch when the hamstrings are being um, lengthened through movement. And so you can do some dynamic movement where you are pulling on that tissue, which by by definition is stretching the, the connective tissue surrounding it, but you're not just doing it in a static kind of isolated way. What are the things to do to really help you regain this normal hamstring mobility feeling? Well, the stuff I do in lit classes. Go into a 90-degree lunge and stabilize your pelvis. Work your back glute. Lift your core contents up so you're getting less pressure down into the pelvis. Remember the hamstrings at the bottom of the pelvis. Work in, in, on your belly in prone, in cobra, in locust, where you are working that posterior chain, but together with the back, with the glutes, with the calves. Work on you know, things where you're bending your knee, but loading it, like a, we call it a bent knee standing split, or think of it as an L shape, where you have two hands on the floor or on blocks. You're keeping your spine neutral. You're not flexing it. So your chest is open. The front of the throat is lifted. The chin isn't lifting. And say your left foot is on the ground and your right leg comes up to about 90 degrees. So you bend your left knee to the amount you need to feel the fullness of the stretch on that entire back line of the body. So the left calf, the left hamstring, and the left glute will all have that feeling. But they're also working how to stabilize the pelvis. The hamstring isn't trying to stabilize it. The glute is working to stabilize it. As you, as you hinge back into that left hip, your left glute is getting a little bit of a stretch. Well, that's actually a stretch that strengthens it. It's called eccentric contraction. So it's stabilizing the movement as you flex the hip so you don't just kind of sag over into your pelvis. And by doing this, you're getting a nice stretch for the fascia of the hamstring. But to lay on the ground and like pull your leg straight up in the air or put your leg out as you're sitting and kind of lean over it where you round in your back and you're tipping your pelvis, you're not going to change that perception of tightness. You need to actually do things that are in smaller ranges that really strengthen your hips, mobilize your hips with the neutral spine and pelvis to change the perception of the tightness. I hope this helps you. Remember tightness, it's kind of like pain. It's an opinion that your brain is getting and it's sending that opinion out to you. And then we've interpreted it for decades as we need to, quote, stretch the hamstrings. That is the myth. The myth is that you need to stretch them. No, you need to better mobilize your hips, better strengthen your glutes to give the hamstrings the needed support so they are not overloaded as you reach to the floor and, you know, round your back. You don't want to do that. Hold the spine long. Give your hamstrings all the structural support they need and then balance out the muscles around the pelvis to 
really help that interpretation of tightness change so that perception over time will fade. I've seen it happen over and over again. And every single person I've worked with who's, who's felt that change, we've never sat on the floor for five minutes and stretched the hamstrings. We've mobilized the hips, strengthened the glutes, strengthened the core, because the core also is supporting the bowl of the pelvis, and then strengthen that entire back posterior chain. I hope this helps you today to get rid of this hamstring myth that we have to stretch, 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 stretch the hamstrings and consider just mobilizing well to actually feel different. If you have any questions, you can always send them to me at support at letyoga.com. I really hope this helps. Please share with anybody who is kind of brainwashed in the thinking you have to stretch the hamstrings. Thank you so much. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.